Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. The time is about 3.30 p.m. Reddy and PC has been conducting conference calls from past 10 years. If you have any question, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, you have to put your camera on and let our team know that you're a newcomer so that you get reference. Can you hear me? Yes, Hello? yes, Rahul. Yes, Rahul. Okay, go with the callers right now. Ravi? Yes, uh, good afternoon. So my name is Ravi. I have a question. Yes. I recently uh, uh, moved my job. So my employer filed H1 transfer uh, to a different location than my home location. And mm-hmm. they filed an amendment uh, so that I can work from home. That nice. amendment is in pending. But uh-huh. I got a couple of offers. I'm just thinking um, uh, to transfer uh, with both of them and I will decide to join if I join or not. So, so when, is your current, when is your current H1B expiring? Uh, September 2023. Sorry, 2024. Absolutely no problem. You can file a change of employer while the amendment is pending. Okay, I can also file a couple of, I mean, I got a couple of more offers. So is it okay? As far as the the immigration is concerned, you're not violating anything. Okay, got it. Thank you. So do I need one more? Sorry. Do I need to mention anything anything, uh, about this pending... uh, I mean, no, you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to. Okay. You don't have to. Okay. Even if you Thank mention, you. they don't care. And do you know that you can work for two companies at the same time, sir? No, no. I'm not working for two companies. But no. you know that you can work for two companies at the same time, too, is right? On H1B? Yes. 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 Okay. Just uh, want the concurrent H1, right? Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure. Next person, please. Yes. Abhishek? Thank you. Abhishek? Ar- Arjun? Hello. Uh, can yes, you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, perfect. Um, so um, uh, I, I was I was on CPT for the last two years. Um, uh, last mm-hmm. year, my H1B got picked. Uh, the, my mm-hmm. CPT course was uh, a doctorate, doctorate of a business administration. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I, I now have the option to quit the uh, quit my PhD. But I was wondering uh, if I, I if I spend two more years, I can finish and get the degree. Uh, if I have the PhD, I, I was wondering uh, for my long-term um, uh, green card application, would that be uh, any way uh, helpful? If you're getting a business administration or those kind of doctorate degrees, especially from Cumberland campus, Bill, and you don't have any patents or publications in the, in the top journals, at least 30 or 50 of them, mm-hmm. your chances of getting the EB1 green card are less than 2% of the time. Less than 2%. Yeah. Uh, this is not from uh, Campbellsville or Cumberland. It's from Indiana Wesleyan University. They recently started CPT program. I think they'll also join the same pool of companies. Uh, yeah, 
what university is this one now uh, indiana wesleyan university yeah they are all the same any okay. devan cpd universities we don't consider them as general so if uh, i were you i would not spend any more money on it i understand uh, and um, uh, let's say i go ahead and quit uh, the degree now uh, if i if i if i raise children a lot but sorry uh, yeah sorry uh, let's say i go ahead and quit quit my uh, degree now and uh, i'm yet to get my stamping i got my h1 approved it's uh, i797a uh, mm-hmm. i'm go- going to uh, go to india to get it stamped for the first time uh, uh, mm-hmm. like if i if i quit it uh, before going uh, oh, it's uh, not a problem it. it's yeah. not a problem that you quit Okay, so yes, you got uh, the H1B. It's your option. Whatever you want. Okay, uh, quitting now is not going to be a problem. No, not a problem. Okay, thanks a lot. Yeah, that's very next person, please. Chinmay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I have a question. Uh, I have my the uh, I140 approved from company A where I'm working. uh my uh, my wife is about to come to United States next month uh on H4. and i am going to join new company company b so that company is going to transfer my i140 so my question let me ask you let me ask you first question did she getting the, when is she getting the stamping though uh she is getting on february 7th her new stamp and you are moving out of this company after february 7th is right uh, i am planning to go before uh, uh, will i will it be beneficial if i go before or after for ead you meant to switch no first let's ask about changing the company though when do you intend to change so i have got the offer and uh, i can change like they they have put my h1 transfer so i can do it as soon as in 10 or 15 days i'm sorry so do you intend to do it after february 7 before february 7 uh, i i think i am planning to do before uh, because in that way she can get uh, uh, my new company's h4 so is it a you good idea answer you didn't answer my question are you planning to so so with with the current company uh, sorry so how long do you intend to work with the current company i know your wife is going for stamping on 7 uh, uh, i i plan to resign soon like maybe in 10 or 15 days as soon as i get my uh, approval and then uh, update the ds160 as soon as i okay as long as as long as you update the ds160 that's fine if it doesn't allow to update make sure that your wife sends an email to them with your current h1b approval okay oh email to the now, us travel rocks that is right okay now let's go to the i you are speaking about the i140 when is your when is your i140 approved my i140 is approved in july uh, 2021 first week 7th uh, july 2021 so right now it's january so you already crossed 180 days aha uh-huh, aha uh-huh. okay go ahead with your question yeah so if i join company b then will my wife be uh, like uh, uh, when they transfer the i140 it is going to take one and a half or two years so uh, will my wife be able to work on the ead if she comes on new company's h4 visa yes she she is still eligible for the ead but once the ead is up she can start working even though you change the company this new company doesn't have an i140 approval you can use the old company's i140 approval to apply for the ead Okay, even in that case, so she should be able to work like in six, seven months. Whatever the time period when you get the EAD, she gets a EAD approval. Yes. Okay. Okay. Get it. Next question. Yeah. Thank you. Uma. Ah, uh, hello. Hi. 
Rahul, I have a peculiar situation. My H4 EAD is expiring on January 5th, but my I-485 EAD got approved on January 5th. But I haven't received my card. So can I, like, I already stopped working. So do I need to quit my job now or wait for two, three weeks, uh, stay unpaid until I get yeah. my card? What are my... I will, I will, I will stay unpaid. Unpaid, like, and, and one last question. In order to inform my employer, it's already, I checked the status today. Case is approved. So usually how many days you, you one see? One week. One week. It normally uh, takes one week. One week, yeah. And one more question I need to ask you. Right now, my petition got approved in EB3 because of the downgrade last year. So if I ever have to move EB2 back in the line, I, I already applied for H4 and H4 EAD. If it comes back and if I switch it back, if I need to like, if I need to switch it back to the EB2, is it possible in the future? If you Are need... you the main applicant? No, no, no. My husband is the main applicant. You can you can switch it back, but you will have to go outside the country to get the H4 stamping and come back. Uh, or H1B can, stamping to come back. Yeah, uh, but I can use the H4 EAD, right? Even if I go for H4 EAD, which is I applied right now, if it gets approved. That's right. Okay. That's right. You can use it. Thank you. Thank you so okay. much. But you will have to go outside the country and come back. Either you require stamping or you may have to just go outside the country and come back. That depends uh, yeah, on the situation. Yeah, that's one more question I have. Um, like right now, because of the 180 day extension rule, if my like if my uh, I-485 EAD and AP got approved, can I go to the Canada and got back with I-94 and can I take advantage of the 180 days? Or do you want me to just take advantage of the EAD? Right Sorry, now, I will take advantage. Right now, I'll just take the advantage. If I were you, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Yeah. If I were you, I'll take the advantage of EAD. Okay. Um, AOSCAD, when the H4 and EAD comes in, I may choose to go outside the country and come back in. Okay. But for now, I'm not going outside the country and come back if I were you. Next Thank person, you. please. Thank you so much. Hemant? Hi. Uh, hi, hi, Rahul. Uh, currently, I'm on H1B. I got H1B on 2019 October. I have an employer in 2018 for five months. He's blacklisted by USCSS. So I just want to know how does it affect my H1B extension and H1B stamping? What, what, what's a, do you mind giving the company's name? Uh, it's AG Tech Technologies. Hey, you need to, you need to consult the lawyer though, because a lot of the people have been deported. Their H1Bs are getting denied. Port of entries are getting denied. You need to contact the lawyer. Though. Okay. You need to, do you, did you see the articles that I've written on it? Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, you need to consult a lawyer immediately. Next person, please. Narasimha. Hey, hi, Rahul. Uh, I have a quick question regarding concurrent H1B. So whenever we go to uh, stamping, uh, do we need to fill concurrent employment details in the DS-116? You can fill. The only problem is there is no provision for them to stamp it. There is no provision at the CBP when you enter into the country. The problem is every time you come in, they have to file one more concrete H1B again. So it means uh, we need one more amendment whenever I re-enter it. You could every time you re-enter, they have to file an, uh, another concrete H1B. Okay. So what okay. about uh, what about an interview, Rahul? Do I need to explicitly explicit say? In no, the in, the, in, the DS, in the DS-160 form, you have to mention both the employment. Will it create any problem in you getting the H1B stamping? No. 
you don't have to do anything in the port of entry. If they ask you whether you're employed with the both the companies at the same time, you answer yes. Okay, sure. Thank you. Next person, please. Sandeep. Sandeep. If any newcomer, you have to let us yeah. know, guys. You have to uh, put the camera on. Let us know. Go ahead, Sandeep. Yeah. Hey, uh, I filed the downgrade uh, last year, and now, now I want to file uh, refile in EV two, mm -hmm. uh, and my employer is saying that you need to file with a different attorney. So can I do that to file the new one with the new attorney? I'm there to take your money. <laughs> I'm there to take the money. That's my business actually. Um, but one thing though, your company has to sign a 485J supplement. We can prepare it for you. But they have to sign it. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah, my company is suggesting, so I think they will sign it. Yeah. So yeah. So in, in this case, uh, will my old attorney cause any problem to me that you have no. not? No, no. I cannot cause any problem to your EB3 application. He cannot cause any problem to this one application. Remember, okay. we both lawyers will be working at your benefit. If we want to harm you, we cannot, even if we want to. We can just say, I won't represent you. I'll walk off from you. Same thing with the other lawyer too. When, then if we do, then you can complain against them in the bar. Our license will be gone. Oh, and, and will you, you no, no, no lawyer will do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's you're saying something. Yeah. So yeah, will, you, will you, USCS cause any problem that you have filed no. with different lawyers? No. Because I, I heard somewhere that they sent for the, for the interview request, if you come through different lawyer, is it true? No, or? there is nothing like that. Just because of that, interviews are coming. Uh, not everybody gets interviewed. Interviews are coming. Just because you file a different lawyer. Lawyer is not there in the field in the world, though. We just created ourselves. We don't exist anywhere. I mean, we just created. It's not part of the thing. Even if you murder somebody, if you're accused of murdering somebody, is it necessary that you need to have a lawyer? No. We just say that we are better, it's up to you, but there is nothing, no requirement that lawyer doesn't exist there in the law, okay? It's not a compulsory for a lawyer. So it doesn't matter how many lawyers you change, it won't matter. Next person, please. Thank you. Ravali? Yes, hi. Yes, ma'am. Um, so I'm in the uh, food science industry. Um, I have my um, uh, I-140 approved uh, in uh, May, but uh, my H-1B extension got denied uh, uh, this last uh, December, mid-December. When that, is I, your current H-1B expiration happened? Oh, that was uh, back in 2020. Um, so we applied for H-1B wait wait wait, 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 wait. You said your H-1B extension got denied in December, is it right? Yes, it took a uh, one and a half year almost uh, for them to do that. And why why did not you do premium processing? Um, when we applied, uh, they closed down the premium processing uh, in 2020. The around... But then they opened it again. No, around the time we applied, the premium processing was not. Uh, but it, it was there afterwards, ma'am. Well, um, then I don't know. Actually, uh, we got an RFE uh, back in uh, January 2021. So, 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 so do you know the rule that when you file for the extension, you can only work for 240 days after your N-94 expires? Uh, no. I'm, I'm in a different uh, field and, you know, like I'm not yeah, but, very familiar with this process. So, Okay, you need to watch our... 
you need to watch our videos every week until you get the green card though okay now what 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 is that you're trying to do so okay i kind of lost my job but then i spoke to my employer um and he understand understands this uh, whole uh, process right the h1b process so they said okay we can keep you on um, a personal leave but there will uh, not be a payroll running what do you want what are you going to do now i'm trying to look for a job i'm looking for a job so where you need to leave the country do you have option of h4 no but uh, so i just uh, my, the attorney who filed uh, this paperwork he's saying that the reason they gave for the denial is not right because uh, they said that i don't have my 480 approved which is not the case i had the 480 approved i mean one uh, 40 approved yeah i140 approved and they were also saying that i didn't apply for the h1b extension on time which is also not true and we have proof for both of them so he is trying to contact your cis for I, I, first of all though everything what you're doing that exist everything is wrong i don't know about your efficiency of your lawyer first thing is that he should have told that you should have filed the you should have converted the premium processing in between second you already violated the status by working after 240 days third okay. you are unlawfully present in the status i don't know how he filed what he filed and what yeah. happened that part i don't know what you told me is completely everything is wrong you should first get the h1b approval before your i94 expire if not you can't work for more than 240 days you the lawyer didn't know that the premium processing existed so yeah. and right now you are unlawfully present in this country i don't know if the unlawful presence will start at 240 days or after the denial it's a problem there okay yeah cuz i'm hearing something different from him and he still says that i still have uh, another 180 days before i find a job and the new employer uh, does the h1b transfer so he says that do, i'm still safe like do, I, do you speak do you speak telugu yes పంచ పాండవులు ఎంత మంది ఉన్నారంటే మంచం కోళ్ళ వల్ల ముగ్గురు అని చెప్పారు yeah uh, rahul uh, so on july uh, 30 uh, 2020 uh, is my last working for uh, working day for client a and i was mm-hmm. bench for 45 days and my employer mm-hmm. found another client b mm-hmm. on september 2020 mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. we filed the lca i mean the lca was initiated in december 15th like after 3 months okay during this time we never started the amendment process because the previous lca and the current lca resides within the msa of my client a location okay now okay. i moved so out of client, the client to b is also in the same msa yeah it's a complete remote it, position but why did he file an lca when it's a remote location when it's the same msa uh it's a it's complete remote position so i can work from the same uh, location actually so okay but go ahead though with your question so yeah so we file uh, uh, lca because i moved within the within the msa only i changed the address actually so man you don't need to file an lca oh okay uh, but anyway we filed that for that one as well the problem here is that the immigration says if you f- have a new lca you have to file a new amendment that's where the problem comes in you okay. should not file it if you move within the same msa 
Now go ahead with your question, Bob. Oh, so we, so, we filed so the July LCA. you lasted September. You got this new job. They filed the LCA in December. What happened? So in the, uh, after filing the LCA in December, uh, uh, we didn't find any amendment uh, as of now. And now I moved out of that MSA. So moved to a different location. Uh, from that location to a different uh, MSA. So now we filed the uh, LCA and amendment. Now there is an ongoing USCIS verification going on regarding my petition for the amendment. So will it be going to be a problem if they uh, ask me about the why you delayed for the uh, LCA? Like, but, uh, but you didn't move to this MSA until recently. Yes, actually, yeah. Yeah. So previously you were working with MSA until July. You're working there until December. You moved in December to this new MSA. So if there is in December, you filed an amendment, that's perfectly fine. I don't see any problem in it. No, we didn't file the uh, amendment in December. We filed the amendment in October 2021 because I moved out of that MSA. So we, when, did we of, when did you move out of the MSA? October 7th, 2021. So when you moved, they filed an amendment, is right? Yes, yes, that's right. Oh, that's fine then. Okay, I just want to know, is, is it okay if we uh, delayed the LCA? Like uh, we initiated the LCA after joining the client. Within the same. No, but joining a client is doesn't require. If you are working oh. remotely, though, it doesn't matter. It's your physical location that matters. Okay, okay, okay. So as of now, uh, I'm fine. Right? Let me explain the law. Okay? okay. I will tell you in the crude language. I call a law of the butt. Your butt was in the same MSA. It doesn't matter who the client is. You do not need to file an amendment. Since your butt moved in October, you filed an amendment, you're fine. Okay, thank, thank you so much, Rahul. Next person. Sorry to use the bad language. No um, hey, Rahul. Uh, you can, can you hear me? Yes, absolutely, Prashant. All right, so I have a question um, regarding my advanced parole. I applied uh, for my uh, 485 uh, last year and mm -hmm. applied for uh, 765 and advanced parole at the same time. And it was pending for more than 12 months and uh, I traveled outside the country, uh, visited, visited India. And while I was in India, they denied my mm -hmm. advanced parole and they approved my um, uh, EAD. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I came back uh, into the US now, so. On H1B? Yes, on H1B. I did have okay, my you're good. Mm -hmm. uh, So what, what is the next step I need to do? Do I need to- Nothing, you just file an advanced parole. Okay, so is, is there any fee or anything with that? It's or zero. It... It's zero fees. And I can do it myself or do I need to go with the law? I you can go through yourself. It's not a talk yet. Okay. So just a form that I need to fill and send it uh, using... Yeah, if you're interested, you can drop an email to us too. But okay. yeah, I mean, it's, it's a simple thing. It's not a very complex thing. You okay. just need to file an advance parole. You don't have to do anything on the 485. You don't have to do anything on the year. You're good. Okay, sure. Thanks. Next person, please. Anji Batula. Yeah. Hi, Rahul. Are you able to yes, hear me? Yes, okay. absolutely. I have a question related to GC. I filed mm -hmm. GC under uh, downgrade in uh, October 2020. Of course you did. Uh, now it is still uh, um, stuck with uh, TSC, Texas Service Center. Thanks now, for Texas. Yeah, yeah. Now, my kid is 17 right now. She is mm -hmm. going to max out. Wait, 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 wait. wait. She, your kid is 17. What do, you, what do you mean by max out? Yeah, I mean, now she is 17, right? She, next year, she is going to college. 
by 2021, uh, if we don't get the GC, she has to leave the country, right? You're speaking of when she is by 21, she doesn't get the green card. Yeah, yeah, right. Right okay. now, she's 17. What is your priority date, though? Uh, 2014, January. Okay, so what you're telling is that, uh, did you do the I-140 premium processing? Yeah, my I-140 is completed. I got my EAD also. Okay, so the only question is, if the final action date doesn't become current for right. your daughter by the time she does becomes 21, right. minus the time period your I-140 has been pending, Okay. Do you know how to do you know how to calculate the age of the kid? It's I mean, called I, CSPA. I read the formula, but I forgot right now. Okay, so I one forty. How long was I one forty pending? I have two I one forties. One is in EB two that is approved, and one is in EB three that is also approved. Okay, but you filed under EB. You filed under EB, EB uh, downgrade, EB three downgrade. Okay, uh, so how long was the EB three pending? One year, entirely one year, uh, almost. Okay, uh, nine so, months actually. So, okay, so she becomes twenty one. Then she becomes twenty one month, uh, twenty one years and nine months. Um, it's twenty one and uh, four. 25. No, 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 no. 2021 and nine months is okay. Whatever. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. So you have to remember the exact dates. I-140, when it's approved, when it's when it's there. And then you have to put in the calendar days because I am not good in calculator, okay? Calendar days, okay? Mm -hmm. um, calculator. And check when she's going to become 21. Okay. 2025 July. 2025 July 1st. I will trust your calculation better than mine, being a lawyer and you being an engineer, okay? Go ahead, sir. So what's your question now? If by that time, the mm -hmm. final action date doesn't become current though, she's out. Right. So She now, has to swim on her own. Okay, okay. So now my question is, so what do you suggest? Do you want me to continue in EB3? Uh, do you want me to refile in EB2? Uh, How can you refile in EB2? It's not current. I mean, not now. Now it is. Uh, I is would. I would. I would want you to. If the filing dates become current, though, I want you to check with a lawyer at that point of time which one is better, though, because for the rest of the people, it's easy. It's just a money, okay? And I don't care. These people lose a little bit money. I don't care, okay? Not that I care, but it's okay. Risking the money is. But when it comes to the daughter, though, no, you don't want to risk her thing at all. So when the fi filing date become current, I want you to consult a lawyer at that point of time to evaluate because your I-140 with EB-2 might not be pending for more than nine months as it was EB-3. Is right? Remember, EB-3 was pending for nine months. Do you know how long the EB-2 was pending? Uh, I know that one. It is pending uh, one year, more than one year, uh, 13 months. Oh, EB2 was spending more than 13 months? Right. Ah, okay. When the priority date becomes, filing date becomes current, I would recommend to consult a lawyer. You may have a, you have a chance to file an EB2 then. Okay. Okay. For that, then I should not use EB, I mean EAD that I got right now. I would not use the EAD for you now. I would not. Um, I, even though I tell everybody to use the EAD, in your case, you should not. 
And Norja should not change the MI employer and H1B also. I would like you to do that thing. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Next person, please. Yari. Hello. Hi. Um, do you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Hi. Well, I have a question. So my I-94 and my EAD expiring on Mon on Tuesday, the 11. So mm -hmm. we are leaving the country this Sunday. What visa you are in? E2 visa. Okay. A spouse. I'm my E2 visa spouse. And so okay. we finally, with very, um, um, very hardship, we got the interview at the Italian uh, consulate in, in Rome. I'm sorry, the U.S. consulate in Rome. So we yeah. have an appointment for the 18. My question is, um, upon my return with the new visa stamp and the current situation with the law changing for the um, E2 spouses, L2, will I be able to work immediately? Um, because I haven't been able to get this information with the UCIS or the control patrol border, they are saying that the law is not um, is not approved, is not in the system, and I still need a current EAD. Oh, let me check to see. Hold on for a second, okay? Uh. So what my lawyer told me is like open my return i need to talk to the officer and ask them to add a special note on my i-94 yeah. that i'm a, a spouse of a e2 visa yeah. holder steven can you can you join the conference call i have a ead question on e2 yeah uh, yeah right now. um shruti can you give the link to uh steven sending him a link uh, rahul yeah. Uh, hold on just for a minute, ma'am. Just hold for two minutes. The Thank person you. who who did the class class action shoot, he's going to be there. Okay. Thank you. I don't know the exact answer. The next person, please. Hold on for five minutes. Okay. Thank you. Nixon. Who is it? I I can't find the name, Rahul. Hello. Yes, go ahead, sir. Hi, uh, this is Kewal. Um, so I had a question regarding, um, I have an, I am on H1B visa and uh, my visa is approved, extension is approved and I got an appointment date on uh, March 2022 and my current visa is still May 2022. Uh, wow. So for my wife, her uh, H4 and H4 extension and first time EAD card is in progress. Cases are mm -hmm. in progress right now. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if she travels with me, and gets mm -hmm. a stamping in India, will there be any impact on H4 extension or EAD? So she filed for extension. So she's going there. And when is the I-94 expiring for her current I-94 right now? May 2022. And she's going and getting the stamping and coming back? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely no problem. She can come back and the extension. When you, you already got your H1B extended, is right? Yeah. And my stamping okay. is in... Uh, uh, March. Okay, so when you go there, she's going to get the stamping until 2025. You're going to right. get the stamping until 2025. What you're right. majorly concerned is, will that cause any problem for the EAD? Right, and that's a first okay. time. That's a first time application. It's not an extension. Right. No, no problem for EAD. Why am I telling a little bit different than compared to other people where you might have Googled this? If your wife has filed for change of status to H4 
and okay. EAD, the change of status will be denied because she left the country. And the okay. EAD will be denied too. But you told me that she applied not change of status, she applied for H4 extension. Correct. So that means it's not abundant and her EAD will be approved. Okay, nice. And my one last question would be, in case uh, she doesn't get an appointment yet, and if she comes back before her current I-94 expires on my... That's also I fine. That's also fine too. Okay, awesome. So no impact to EAD, right? No impact and to EAD. Once we come back uh, to US, do we need to send any updated information to... You can send an interfiling updating the I-94, but it's it's okay if you don't send it to. It's not a big deal. Okay, okay? awesome. Thank you Next so much. Um, let's go to this, uh, Mrs. Uh, Miss Ross, Roses. Can you un unmute her? Sure, sure Rahul. Steven, Steven, uh, she, Steven, she is an E2 dependent. Steven, are you there? Hi. Hi, I'm here. Steven, she is on E2 visa. She's going to Italy to get the E2 extension, E2 dependent extension. When she comes back, what, do, what does she need to do to get the EAD though? Yeah, so I've heard anecdotally from other attorneys that they have had clients who have taken the USCIS policy um, to the port of entry when they come in, and I've seen at least one stamp that has the L2 spouse handwritten in, or E2 spouse, excuse me, E2 spouse handwritten in. Uh, this one was an L, the one that I was thinking of. It, it's not common because the policy... Um, they have they had 120 days to finalize the new I-94 and all that, uh, which puts us at mid-March. But I mean, with you coming in, what I would recommend is kind of print that policy, explain to them, hey, I'm an E2 spouse. This is, you know, this is where we're at um, and, and see if they'll, is, you know, annotate it as an E2 spouse. And um, that should be sufficient. If they won't, um, reach back out to us in March when the policy is finalized from CBP. So most okay. probably if she gets the things done in the airport, that she is fine. If not, maybe in March when we have a clear policy, then she may have to go outside the country and come back in. Well, yeah, and I'm hoping they don't. We haven't heard from them on that side, but I'm hoping they're able to come up with a solution for folks in the U.S., but we just haven't heard from uh, from them on that side of it. So uh, to be clear, um, I have a question now. So to be clear, what is going to happen if I come back and they don't add this special annotation on my I-94? I will, I will have to wait until March until this is official and go out and come back again? Or can I ask the, um, go to the Contra Patrol border and ask them to, um, you know, update my I-94? That's what I'm hoping they're going to allow in March, but they haven't, we, we haven't heard any guidance from them. So our settlement required them by, I think, mid to late March, 120 days from the day we signed it for them to develop this new policy um, for the I-94 for E2 and L2 spouses, right? And, um, we haven't heard kind of how they're going to implement that for folks that are in the U.S. already. I'm hoping that what they're going to allow is exactly what you said. You can go up to your CBP, your local CBP, to get the new I-94. Um, we just haven't heard if people are going to if they're going to allow that or not. Okay. So, so, so just stay Sorry. tuned. Subscribe to all our social media stuff, so because as soon as we get information from them, we'll we'll post it up there. All right. 
I want to thank you for that big, big win. Um, this is very, very uh, a, a huge thing for you know everybody that is in the, in the same position, E2, L2, A2 spouses, because um, now we have a light um, at the end of the tunnel that this is going to get better for us. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you, Steven. He's a, he's a lawyer for the fast action show. Thank you. Next person, please. Thank you, Steven. Hey, hi, Raul. Can you hear me? Yeah, so I have a question regarding H-1B stamping. So I got my H-1B last year and uh, recently I got the H-1B stamping appointment in Delhi. Uh, but I mean, yesterday I rescheduled that appointment, but, but before that I got the actual appointment in month of November last year. And now the rule has been changed uh, that all the H-1Bs, I, we can go for like just a Dropbox instead of interview. That part is is not yet reflecting in the system, though. Yeah. So we haven't had anybody who is changing the status yet had to make an appointment with the Dropbox, though. I don't know so, when it's going to be implemented. It could be so, any day. Uh, one of my, uh, like another friend, he just got appointment in Delhi for Dropbox, but he didn't have any appointment previously like me. So I have, I'm trying to reschedule it. Okay. So I'm not getting an option. So what you're telling is that your friend got an appointment to H1B changing from F1 to H1 to the Dropbox. Yes, correct. Okay. We normally don't rely on secondhand information since we, I'm not speaking with mm -hmm. him. Uh, mm -hmm. If he can just inform, drop an email, I'll really appreciate it because so that I can share the information with other people. But he with just regards to you, yeah. But I have to speak with him, though. That's our rule. Okay. Um, so in your case, so when is your appointment now? Uh, it's on 17th of February, uh, uh, OFC, and 18th of February, it's an uh, interview. So you want to cancel it and do the Dropbox? So that that that's where I'm confused. What should I do? <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Okay. Until, so until it's more common to a lot of people, though, I would not mm -hmm. do that. Okay. Okay. So any, any issues with the regular interviews? So, I mean, things are going through smoothly though. I would say things are going through smoothly right now. This administration is quite different than the previous administration. Okay. And there is no, uh, like a separate document I need to carry because no. of this new rule change. It's just a regular process, right? No, no regular process. Okay. And I have one more question, Rahul. So, uh, my current employer filed my H1B from Florida. And I'm in Connecticut right now, but my like company's employ uh, uh, lawyer, they have also added my home address from Connecticut as a working location. Am I good to good work lawyers. from here? Absolutely. They're good lawyers. Okay. So, so basically they have three locations on the That's uh, fine. petition. You're, That's you're, fine. As long as your location, our home location, MSA is there, you're good. I'll okay. go to the messages guys from now onwards. Thank you. Thank you. I'll try to answer the messages guys. I'm currently in GC. What is the current wait time for dependent GC for suppose living in India? Uh, Bharat, the problem he, here is that it's uh, it's about two and a half years waiting period though for the persons to get the green card. Um, I'm getting two long questions guys that I can answer. Uh, I have an EB2, but I changed employer and the Poem is processed in October, but I do not hear anything. My poem. Can I raise a certificate? 
October 2020, that's a very long time for the poem to be processed though. Service request should be raised for the, for the poem. But the problem three is that only employer can raise a service request. Yeah, if you got your green card, you can, um, uh, you can, uh, you can, uh, you can definitely uh, take the restriction off uh, from the social security number, Mr. Sitaram. Yeah, you can increase the salary by 30%. Absolutely. If you have any problem, give that 35% to me. I'll take it. Do you have any success rating cases in interfiling? Um, are you, if you're speaking about the ones that we've been doing in the past four or five months, where the priority date has been current, no, we haven't got the green card yet. But if you're speaking in general for the Chinese nationals, though, um, um, uh, Mr. Santil, yes, we did get success. So sometimes it takes a long time, but we did. Kumar, with regards to the receipt notices, though, I, um, I don't have a track of that as much as possible, Kumar, as a 485 receipt notices. But next week, we're going to release trackings from July 2020 onwards to right now we have the tracking from one lawyer's desk with regards to when we filed the 485, whether it's a downgrade application, which service center got the receipt notice center, which service center approved it. We're going to put the tracking on immigrationgirl.com. Um, that's the website of my business partner. Gaurav, if we, I will try to make, please do not keep repeating the same question again and again. That is very not good at all. Um, iPhone says that the, they have received the receipt notice. I mean, I, I'm a bit confused. Did you receive the receipt notice or there is an update there? So unless there is a receipt notice of the... Um, Premium processing, it's completely not done yet for you. I mean, if the H4 uses an advanced parole, Deepak, there are, even though the, there is no memo clearly on what to say, you can always get back to H4 by going to Mexico and coming back on H4. It's called automatic revalidation. And if you don't know what that automatic revalidation is, I'm going to send a link for you. So it's an easy way to move back to H4 once the H4 is approved and you have the I-94, you can use it. So you can avoid the stamping completely. If I use the GCAD and GC gets rejected by any chance, Shilpa, the main reason what we need to look into is that why does your GC get rejected? If you murdered somebody and because of that, they rejected your green card. Yeah, definitely you will not be getting the H1B. You're not eligible for H1B. It depends on why. If you're committed any fraudulent activity on US government and got the food stamps, definitely you will not get the H1B. So it depends on why the green card gets denied. I only got 485 approval, white paper notice, did not get the notice that shows it's green color. Do I, do I request RNL to get the green copy? No, Sitaram, uh, you don't need the green color copy. Uh, the reason why we don't send the green color copy, Sitaram, is that people tried to use that to enter into this country and they were being deported though because this approval of the 797 doesn't give you a right to enter into the country. Wait for the green card and unfortunately that green card is actually in pink color though. You'll get it soon. 
thank you guys for coming the next conference call will be uh, monday at 3:30 uh, pm thank you guys thank you for listening to ready and newman daily podcast we sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review for more information or if you want to make an appointment check out our websites rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com Have an awesome day.